0: So, you guys, on this spotlight, we are going to be um, highlighting filmmaker Cadell Cook and his new film, Four Points. Cadell, thank you for joining us here on Black and Behind the Scenes. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Good, good. Um, I know you personally
1: know Antoinette. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. (laughs) How do you guys know each other?
1: We used to work at... um, uh, I don't know. Can we say the network? We used to no work.
2: network names. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you used work together. somewhere together. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also an audio mixer. So yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. So you recently um have released your movie Four Points, and you've been doing the film f- film festival circuit. Um. Can you tell us what your film is about? Give us a brief synopsis.
1: Uh yeah sure, um it's about a um it's about four citizens um that are selected to take part in this um in this sort of game, uh where uh they're selected by uh, the new tech genius uh president. So I'm supposing that our uh, pre- the uh, next president of the United States is going to be really smart. <laughs> Hoping. So anyway, um, he selects these four citizens and they have to agree on these divisive topics in order to form his policy and win some money, okay? So the only, the catch is uh, they have to wear these uh, lie detector wristbands. So they can't, um, they can't agree just to win money. They have to actually convince each other on these divisive topics. Um, Because the the president's platform was that he was going to use technology to better gather the public's opinion on things and to really make it part of his policy instead of just making up whatever he, whatever he wants to do. <laughs> so so that's, what the, well, that's what it's about. It's about those four individuals uh, clashing over these divisive topics and we get to see how they interact and why they believe what they believe. You
0: know? Sounds very interesting. How did you come up with the concept for the film?
1: Um, I... It's, it started as a uh, writing exercise because I really enjoy um, challenges as a writer. And um, started, so the exercise was to make something in one location uh, that was uh, interesting and compelling and, you know, um, keeps the audience um, engaged. So it just started as an exercise. And then, uh, once I started, I thought of the initial idea um, of using wristbands to uh, tell the truth about divisive topics. I called my actors and I wanted to make sure that I had the right actors in place first. So I wrote the characters to the actors according to their um what they're naturally uh their natural strengths, you know, as actors. So I wrote it for them specifically. Yeah. You know. hmm. And then So you so, already knew who you had in mind that you wanted to play for each role. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And in a way that's that was part of my writing exercise, you know. But um but it really, it was really helpful at the level that I have, that, uh, the amount of access that I have to, to actors at this level uh, It's best for me personally to write for the actor as an indie filmmaker. You know, I, I haven't been able to get a true casting director yet, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, w- you know, for once I get to that level, maybe, maybe I work a little differently. But right at this point, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good for me to, to know what actors in place before I dig deep into um, tightening up the storyline.
2: So I actually do have a question with Brittany, which you just asked about the um, the film itself. Now I did see the film, and I was really intrigued with how the wristbands and how they lit up within the story itself. And you were able to put it in the middle and like, how did you do? Like, how did you coordinate that? Like, did someone develop that technology for you guys <laughs> to, get, like, to do that, or was that is this like a secret that you're not willing to give out?
1: <laughs> no, <I, I> mean, <laughs> about that, uh, really cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah. I'm not, um, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, happy to share cause you know, I'm, I like the community to grow. <laughs> uh, so again, that was, uh, that was the, the, the way that the lie detectors look is based on me creating it, thinking of production at the same time. So oh, those, yeah. So those yeah. lights are, that's a, that's a practical effect. Okay. Uh, it's not, it's not, um, it's not CG. I don't have, uh, I have a little CG in there, but it's not for the lights. Um, so as a practical effect, it's basically uh, it's me and my wife discussing how to do this. My wife and I. Uh, so she is a she. She likes to decorate and design people's weddings and 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 um she's a, she's really good at creating visual um, um experiences and parties and stuff. Uh, so she knew about these uh, waterproof lights that you can just buy off Amazon. So and they're they're create uh, they're uh they have remote come into remote control and you can control what color they. Um, mm-hmm. What color? You can change the color on the remote, and you can turn them on and off like that. So, um, so I had these lights, and then I sort of uh, I, I glued them to these uh, wristbands that come with those um, uh, um, active watches that tell your heartbeat and all that kind of stuff, footsteps. Mm-hmm. So you have those replacement watch bands and those lights, and they're just sort of just attached and together. And the lights change out with a remote off camera. I'm cueing them. <laughs> You know, because I know that, you know, I'm in the right part of the story. I'm queuing, I've am i already set up which color they're going to be for each question. And then I just turn them on and off. Oh, very
2: cool. That's, that's awesome.
1: Cool. A little behind, behind the curtain. Exactly. I hope, it's still, I hope it's still magical for people when they see it. Forget <laughs> that I said that. But. I'm sure
2: it will be. <laughs> uh,
1: that's
2: something that definitely caught my eye with that. I was like, how is he doing that? Like, how are they, how is this interconnected with each other? Like, how is it happening? Uh, that's yeah. really cool, though. Um, yeah. And another Thank question you. I did ask. I did have it's a, it's a double part but um where did you film the 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 short at and how did you get the permits for the locations and go through that whole process
1: uh permits well yeah <laughs> well, thank you for that well again <laughs> well, again it's uh I, I this was a writing exercise and i wrote it to um to for for me to be able to film it so mm-hmm. it wasn't just on paper because a lot of stuff that I write, I'm trying to get funding for to do bigger, bigger content, a lot of locations. Again, this was one location and, um, I wrote it to be able to act. So this was a, a house that I had access to. So there was no permit involved. Good,
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It, was, it was just a house of the house. There's <laughs> 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 uh, no permit. It was just it was my house. It's all
2: right. <laughs> okay.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Well, you if you can see, once you see the film, you see that, like the, um, I tried to um even the even the drone shots at the beginning they're in this in that neighborhood of the house mm-hmm. and you know my my d p um Zach david he you know he brought all his toys to to the set, you know? <laughs> so even the drone shots are in that neighborhood, and uh, the story starts out front, and it all happens inside, so it's me really taking advantage of this one location um and I wrote to that, so that's what I mean by having the production in mind at the beginning.
2: yeah. Yeah, so
1: I knew what I had to work with. Instead of so that's why the the wristbands seem so seamless. They don't seem forced because Mm -hmm. I wrote them in after I learned how I could build them and you know how I could you know. So I did the production. I did the. uh, I was thinking of post when I was in the pre. You know, so that's why I feel seamless.
0: So a quick question for you, because I know you have um worked on other films you have created yourself. Um, is this always your writing style to consider these things up front and then um, tailor your writing to fit that, or is this your first experience doing this type of style
1: uh, just I, I can write in, I can write in both styles um because like but it was just that i don't uh, I haven't been able to film the content that I haven't thought of production cost while creating it. I haven't been able to do that yet. Um, so, uh, so for instance, I have a, um, I started writing prose. So I have a novel uh, called weavers mm-hmm. and um, and it's, it's a sci-fi novel and I want that story to become uh, a film at some point, but uh, because of sci-fi it's had, it would have a lot of CG in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I haven't been able to work on that yet. I have other scripts that I've made that I have a, that will require a bigger budget, but those are just kind of on the shelf waiting for someone to give me to go. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but, I, but my other short films, again, I write, a write with the production in mind. So I've, I've done those, you know, so I can work in both. I can write in both lanes, you know,
2: you have an advantage over a lot of people in the industry because some people, you know, either you're the front focus of the, the writer and you don't have the, you know, development and post-production kind of phase figured out, but you have like the whole spectrum and kind of the whole concept coming together within your writing style. So that's really unique and really cool that you're able to do that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. It's a, and that, that is very helpful to just to be able to get stuff done, to be able yeah. to uh, to know post like, um, you know, writing's in the pre- Mm-hmm. And audio mixing is and sound design and stuff. That's what I you know, it's my, my other job. That's uh that's in the post. So what's huh, what what does uh, what sets me apart that gets my story unique, that is a strength, but because I know the beginning and the ending, I'm not as strong in the middle. <laughs> so the production is something that I'm still um um growing and learning the fundamentals and how to get better um at executing things, you know, on set. And that's why you asked about permits. I'm like, ah, permits. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I understand exactly. them, and I've I, and I've had to do them for for um for some projects, but right.
2: <laughs> I know that. Yeah, that's one thing that can always either hold up a project and or scheduling of things. But when you do have a set location of whether you're filming in your own space, it's like something that opens up other opportunities for you to be able to focus on other things versus getting permits for this shot locations. Because I know. When we live in the you know the d c area it's very difficult getting permits or shooting um, locations or mm-hmm. access to really pretty much a lot of places so that mm-hmm. is why production is always either filmed in you know l a or New York and things like that so yeah
1: yeah that's that's true and um that's why I really have learned to value um producers and I, I'm not the type of filmmaker that I'm, I'm never going to say i'm a writer director producers even if I because I'm very active in the in the producing role Mm -hmm. I don't even want that credit because I want I want someone else to do that for us because that is that is a stress that I'm not able to hold while (laughs) while writing and directing I I, I need help need help somebody do the paperwork (laughs) yeah that's cool I think that's a smart way of um of
0: taking a on your short films because it saves you a lot of headache with production. You know, I've worked for short filmmakers before and they've had these grand ideas that they're gonna shoot here, here and there. And then we have to change the whole concept because we don't have access to those type of we don't have access to a bar or a bar that will let us shoot in their, you know, location without paying five thousand dollars or paying however much they would have if they were closed, you know, so I think right. that's just in something I'm gonna definitely jot
1: down and keep note. Yeah, right, right. To what you have access to, and that comes, and because I have an interest in um, uh, sci-fi elements, that's like I have to. When anytime I think of something that I want to film, I have to stop and think of how I'm gonna execute it before I write it that way. You know, so mm-hmm. that's really the only way I can think when I want to, you know, when I want to do it myself. Like, I got, I gotta think of the end because that the way that I write, I always think of the end of the story before I even start. So it's just kind of the same concept expanded. I have to think of the end of the project before I start, you know, what I'm going to do with it. You know?
2: And I've always heard that's the best way to, to start your stories is always know what the ending is going to be prior to starting the actual, um, the writing process. Um, that's something that I'm looking into myself, but I haven't really fully started that, but that that's smart that you're able to do that and you know that to do, cause to know the ending of the story before even starting it. So it's
1: pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, um, so this is something that I've learned in, in the past maybe a year or two, that I, d- I absolutely need to know where the end of the story is before I get started. But I'm also uh, absolutely open to that changing on the way when I get in the middle. Because, yeah, you have to be ready because it's kind of uh, you treat it like it's a map to a destination. Like I know that I'm getting here mm-hmm. and I'm driving to this to B. I'm at A, I'm driving to B. And in the middle, there's some twists and turns. Here's the map. This is what I plan on doing. But once you get in the middle, if there's like a traffic jam, you got to go, you know, you have to call an audible, change it up a bit. And even still, when you're on the way, you might learn that we were going to B, but C is better. They have uh, a better tacos there on Tuesday. So let's go to C instead. (laughs) So (laughs) once you get in the middle and you sort of learn about the uh, journey, I have to be open to going somewhere else, but I just can't get started until I know where the plan is to go. But the plan can change once you're, once you're in the middle there. So, so everybody works differently. I've, I've talked to people who don't, who feel hindered by an outline Mm. and I don't get started without one. (laughs)
0: Um, so, um, for the topics that the characters have to decide upon, um, they are topics where I guess they're, um, Universal. So was it intentional that um, all of your characters were African Americans, um, instead of making them a, a more diverse cast?
1: Okay, it was intended for them to all be of African American uh, um, descent. Um, p- mostly because of the first question and the way that it ends. So it was in the plot. Okay. I can't say why. Okay. All so go, see, go see the movie.
0: <laughs> okay y'all and so that is your cue right there to pause this and then go see the movie and then come back
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever you gotta do go see it
0: <laughs> go see it uh, okay all right well we'll move yeah. on we don't
1: it, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to before. get into that
2: yeah without
1: spoiling it i did
2: find that interesting because i think it would have been just really easy to have the different characters of different backgrounds to, to portray those that role, but the fact that she specifically selected African American um, people and you know male, male and female to represent those characters that made it more interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. As, the outcomes and things, so I, I get. I think I get where where you were going with that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was need, like I said, the way that it ends, it was needed to make another statement mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. How, how we view each other. You know, mm-hmm, exactly. Like, I can say this in a grand in a grand scale. I can back up from my specific story. Uh, One of the themes that I was trying to express uh, in this is that um, it's dangerous for us as a population and as the system itself to look at um, African Americans as a myopic um, demographic Mm -hmm. uh, because to think that um, any um, race all thinks the same is just um, a limited, a limited point of view. It's just like right. you just don't know a lot and you don't know enough. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to create an environment where we could really dig into how, uh, how, how people believe what they believe, but for a specific reason, sometimes, you know, you have life experiences right. and it's just really ignorant, uh, to think that someone who, uh, who was born with a tan, <laughs> someone who is of African descent, they all think the same. That's just silly. And that's the truth about, uh, that's the truth about um any race, 'cause race is the concept of race is a is a human invention. It's not really a thing. Um, but because race is a, you know, we have different cultures, but the skin tone is not the culture. It's silly. So <laughs> so so kind of what I wanted to express, one of the themes I wanted to express was that uh people are there's people are different. And it's not based on your skin tone. And everyone with a skin tone is not the same. So that's kind of one of the reasons why they all had to be of the same, of African-American.
2: So how has been your experience with the film festival circuit?
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we've we've been, we got into, um, oh, I think I lost count. Um, we got, at first we got into a couple of online festivals, mm-hmm. online only, they didn't have any, you know, I didn't have an event. And we won some awards at those. And then we started to travel. So I went to uh, six or seven, festivals so far. Um, and I got to explore the whole gamut. I mean, um, like the the one of the more established ones, we went to the Montesvinia African American Film Festival. That one is really big over there. And they invite a lot of the um, community, well, they, invite, they have a lot of the community, they come to the shows. And it is really unique to have like a huge theater um, and to have the, the public, it's not just the other filmmakers, the public is viewing and they're active in um, in in the process, and they just you know enjoy independent films. So that's a big one that has a lot of people. And there are others that you know there's only two or three people in in the room, and they're the other filmmakers. So uh, so so that the experience that you want to share with an audience is one of the reasons why you want it on the big screen. Um, it's a it's an emotional roller coaster. Let's put it like that. <laughs> uh, but I do have I have great times. I really enjoy the networking, and I, I enjoy meeting really um, uh, uh, creative. Um, other creatives in this uh, field—that's that's something that you you can't you can't fake. You know, Me- meeting people who have a passion for what you for what you do—it's a it's a big deal. You know?
0: So I'm always interested in talking to filmmakers who um, independent filmmakers when they create their films. What is their ultimate goal for the film? Um, is it to exclusively show it at film festivals and win as many awards as possible? Um, do you hope to put it on um, streaming platforms or bigger streaming platforms like um, Netflix or Amazon Prime? Um, what, what is your ultimate goal for four points that you would like for it to go in order to reach as many people as possible?
1: Um, uh, initially, um because of what i was reading about short films uh when we got started initially i was just trying to make a make good content and to showcase that um that i can be a good storyteller um because uh, at least in this industry um i'm sort of known as the audio guy uh, i've been working in post for 15 years so but i've been writing for uh, almost 10 or so Uh, of those years. Um, So uh, I'm trying to establish myself as a as a filmmaker and I want people to be able to see my writing. Uh, And it's (laughs) in this in this this day and age, at least in my circles, it's difficult to convince people to read stuff on paper. (laughs) That's true. You know, so I'll write I'll spend months to a year writing a script. And and even the people that work in the field, it's hard to get them to read a 90 page script. It's just difficult, you know. So I was, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I just got to start filming stuff. So, yeah. so four points was, I've, I've done a few other shorts before, but four points was the one that I was planning on saying, okay, I can tell interesting stories. Um, just tell it to to let the industry know. So that was the initial goal. But um, in the process, uh, I've learned that uh, you can get stuff streamed, you can start to get, get some sort of money back. So I'm, uh, I, after we hit the festival circuit, I started to look at how distribution would uh, work for this project. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you know, now we're on, we're on Curly TV and we might get a few other things uh, later on, but the, the initial goal was just to showcase that I can tell stories, guys, let me okay. do that. <laughs> but now, now I'm, I want to, and, and at the, after the film festival circuit, really talking to people, um, and they're like, man, this needs to be a feature. I need to make a part two. I'm like, okay, well, hold on.
0: <laughs> I did uh, think about that. I was like, well, this would be a good feature.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um we might there's there's a lot of mic going on. <laughs> we <laughs> might we might expand it. But but again, so honestly I've been working on um uh a part two and a three, like two more shorts. Hmm. Uh, but I don't have that completely fleshed out, so I can't really say that's what we're gonna do next. But uh because you know well i can't say it with the internet so the way it it lends to more the story lends to more and i wanted to sort of express what that could be you know
0: so are you um a full-time filmmaker or is this something that you're doing um while also managing a full-time load and if so um how are you managing (laughs) and then also you know doing because you're married and you you have your own family but you also have this that you're working on so how do you manage all of these um balls that you're trying to juggle
1: yeah right how do i do that
2: yeah how do you do it
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh i was supposed to answer i don't have a (laughs) I'm not. I'm imbalanced. I'm not balanced. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, are
0: you a full-time filmmaker
1: though? No. Well, I uh, I'd like to get to that point, but I'm I still work in audio, okay, uh, and in post. Okay. Um, That's still the way. That's still the way we eat. Uh, but uh, but the way the balance that um, that I've uh, the key to the balance is having an understanding wife, <laughs> and, and beyond that, she's like super supportive. Uh, so she really believes in what I'm trying to do. So, um, uh, so it's not just that she's um, dealing with me; she's like actively saying, "Okay, go get it." Uh, we I have a meeting. Okay, go go to the meeting. Go. She's, like, she's encouraging. So that's the key to not uh, receiving guilt. Don't <laughs> <whenever laughs> do something. That's real. Like <laughs> yeah, we're we're a squad here. She's uh, T- Tiffany is my my ace. Uh, so that's the key. But secondly, in terms of time management. Um, uh, I have to treat writing and my filmmaking and, learning about, uh, and uh, learning about directing and expanding and my ideas and stuff, I have to treat that as if it's uh, another job. So, uh, uh, you know, if I have to get up at 7 to get my day started, I wake up at 5.30. And in the morning, I spend that time either writing or reading another uh, screenplay or, you know, something. And it's, I have to treat it like it's another job in my preparation. So that's how I stay balanced and continuously moving forward. And even, so I make sure I do something every day, but then at the end of the day, if stuff winds down and I have some more time, then, I, then I'll spend more time at, at the evening. So, so the, the, the second part, the second element of being balanced, the first one is you got to have an understanding lady. And then, <laughs> and then the second one is always spend time in the morning with, with what you want to do. But the third one is uh, don't ever sleep. <laughs> that's terrible that's terrible advice don't do that but what I'm saying is if you really have a passion for something you you'll want to always work on it and I have to make myself take breaks because um I enjoy telling stories like I said I started writing a novel I started by writing a novel so I just enjoyed the concept of creating stories and, and like I also said it's hard to convince people to read stuff on paper so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I made the novel, yeah. and now I'm making movies. <laughs> yeah, but the balance is about just saying, just uh, um, uh, uh, agreeing that, uh, or, or acknowledging that my uh, I want my st- my stories to uh, see the light of day, and the only way to do that is for me to work on them. Right. So I have to treat it like it's a, a, like it's a second job that will pay me sometime. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Antoinette, you have a question. Yeah. Um, well, really, the last one um, before we wrap is: where can people watch Four Points now? You did mention it, but I want you to plug it again so our audience is aware that they can go watch it right now and stream it. So,
1: ladies and gentlemen, Four Points is available on Quelly TV. So it's spelled K W E L I dot TV. Uh, you can search Four Points there. That's a that's the website. But they also have uh, free apps on uh, the Roku and the Amazon Fire Stick and Apple store and then the Android store, all that. So there's apps that you can, that you can get, and then you can, you can stream Four Points there um, through Quelly TV. That's where we're available right now. And I really love that platform. So go check them out for other content too. That's where Four Points is. Four Points. You spell the number four, and then points. Um,
2: This was a great interview, so thank you. Yes, it was. Thank you, Cadell, for your time. We really appreciate it. um, And your insight on your film, Four Points, and sharing that with us in our audience. So we really appreciate you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: (laughs) All right, guys, and that will be it. Um, Go ahead. We will have this up on YouTube for you, as well as Instagram TV. So check out Four Points as well as Black and Behind the Scenes. And we'll see you next time. I'm Antoinette.
0: And I'm Brittany.
2: See you. Bye. Bye.